0: You're listening to WCB Newsline Unleashed.
1: Is anybody besides me interested in electronics? I really want to know because recently I was provided with a Snap Circuits FM radio kit. I used to put these Radio Shack kits together when I was a kid that had spring terminals that had a board with a bunch of components on it and you would just connect them with the wires and my dad recorded all the instructions for putting these kits together on tape and he would number all the terminals on the on the kit with braille labeling tape so i could just listen to the tape and he would say take the red wire and hook it from terminal 14 to 38. And I would know that that was the left side of the speaker going to the primary coil of the transformer. And I'd done enough reading by then, and they came with these beautiful text instruction books that explained the projects and explained how they worked and taught you basic electronic principles along the way. Now these snap circuit kits are a little bit different than that because they just have pictures in the box. But uh, I have a good friend who's here virtually. um, He's a Phantom actually. He's pre-recorded. So I'll let him introduce himself here.
2: This is Frank (laughs) Huda.
1: And he has worked with Ira to come up with instructions for putting this kit together that I have been provided. And uh, it's an FM radio made by Snap Circuits. You can purchase it on Amazon.com. And uh, I thought maybe you could follow along with me while I attempt to put this together based on the instructions that I've received from Frank. And I have not even taken it out of the box yet. I've listened through these instructions one time. The instructions to put the whole radio together are about 10 minutes long. He claims I can do this in half an hour, but of course he's done it several times now, so we'll just see how close that is to the truth and uh, I am going to uh, let him tell you about it and then we'll go from there.
2: I'm recording the assembly instructions for the Snap Circuits model 12 FM radio. In general, the Snap Circuits is a kit, a general purpose assembly kit For building electronic projects, it's available in a 100 uh, project kit, a 300 project kit, a 500 project kit, and a 750 project kit. All of these are larger kits or larger projects, and uh, they come with a grid uh, that's 10 by 7. That that plastic pins that you snap the uh, components onto. For this project, the uh, the grid is just a seven by five grid, and uh, but the pins are the same. All the components are standard components. They snap onto these pins. The um, there are uh, the grid is got five rows: A, B, C, D, and E. And seven columns numbered 1 through 7 it might all be very simple except that to conserve real estate you build up by layer so you first assemble a first layer of components and then the second layer of components snap on on top of those components and then the third layer and in the case of the FM radio kit there's one component at level 4 also, unlike the General Kits, this uh, project has many less components. There are only six major components, and then about a dozen interconnecting terminal strips. The terminal strips are like wires that connect the various snap-on terminals on the components to one another. Uh, the terminal strips are interchangeable in direction, and you you put them on left to right or right to left, they don't make any difference the other components are all unique in terms of where their terminals are and what orientation is preferred and I'll be describing that one more word about the terminal strips they come in three sizes the longest is three terminals and they're like wires and the three terminal strip will connect between two Points that are uh, separated by one dot, basically making three do- three dots on the grid, and uh, it's used to connect any two points in a row or column uh, that are that distance apart.
1: Now, now, Frank, I'm a little bit confused here. Uh, I don't think I'm going to understand that till I actually get to look at this thing, but I'm, I'm going to take your word for it. I assume that's for connecting three different components or places on the board together, so, yeah.
2: The two terminal strip is made for connecting two points that are just adjacent, either in a row or in a column. The the one terminal strip is not a strip, it's a dot, and I'll be referring to it as a dot, and it's for changing levels. Because we have a multi-level project, uh, that say you're working on the second level and you're putting a component down, uh-huh. it doesn't snap down nice unless both of the points you're snapping to are at the same level. And sometimes they won't be. Uh, one will be oh, I like it's still on the first level and one will be on the second level. Mm-hmm. In that case, you put in a level-changing dot okay. on the first level to bring it up to the second level so that when you snap the part down, it'll snap down nice. And there's uh, four or five of those level changing dots that will be used in various places. Right on. I think I'm
1: gonna stop him right there. (laughs) In just a moment, we're gonna see what we have to work with. And we're gonna take this out of the box. As he stated, it's uh, only five by seven. So the box is is just, I'd say, uh, three or four inches thick, and got it open, and I'm going to now say that we are starting this at
0: 1.12 a.m.
1: 1.12 in the morning, we're going to try to go forward. As quickly as we can. There is the plastic board with a bunch of holes in it and a bunch of dots or raised areas on it and a little piece of paper and a plastic bag full of components and that is the contents of this box. side. Now I'm gonna examine this board and I can see that it looks somewhat rectangular shape. I believe he said five rows and seven columns so I'm gonna count down one two three four five that's correct and going across one two three four five six seven columns and then there are holes interesting. Um, in between one, two, three, four, five, six holes it would appear. Um, under each row. One, two, three, four, five, six, yeah. How many holes does it take to fill the Albert hole? Two, three, four. There may be five rows of snaps. But to me it would appear there's only four rows of holes or six columns of holes. But the nice thing as he says later in these instructions, is that everything is vertically or horizontally where it could be a heck of a lot more complicated. Now I'm going to investigate the bag of parts. I believe the first thing that we're going to be dealing with is the battery compartment and that's pretty big. So that was the first thing I was able to pull out. And then the next piece I'm going to need is called the tuner and it's got a big long piece of wire wrapped around it and uh, from what I can tell that is the and going to be the antenna for the radio so I'll have that put aside and ready to go and I see some holes on the back of it here that looks like it would be able to snap in here somewhere. So we're going to go back momentarily to the instructions, but I want to make sure I identify what these terminal strips are and have those out of the bag so that I'm not having to hunt for them. I'll get the speaker out too because that's a nice big uh, component. It's rectangular on the bottom with a round speaker. It kind of reminds me of the earpiece of an old fashioned. Oh, so, where are my terminal strips, Frank? I don't see them. I don't know if I know what they look like. Oh, they all are kind of snapped together here. Um, And they are just little strips. I've got one, two, three, four, five of these. They're plastic and they're long in the middle with a round part on each end. And they're all the same length, pretty much. Um, And then there's another ones in here that are a little bit longer that have three connectors, like he was saying. Um, And there are two of those. So I'm going to put this bag aside over here and uh, put these things on my work surface. It's just nice knowing that I'm not going to have to solder this or use pliers or... and working with electronic components can be very complicated and an eight-year-old probably would have had this thing built by now but I'm, I'm approaching it very cautiously, as you can tell. So let's just um, move forward and, and see what Frank's going to tell me to do next.
2: To get started, put the base grid down so that the uh, rows, uh, the five rows, are down the left side and columns one through seven across the top. Okay, there's no preferred orientation. You can turn it 180 degrees and it's the same. So. Which way, whichever you, way you pick. It's it's just a grid of pins and it doesn't care.
1: <laughs> then I don't care either.
2: It could be more confusing if there were diagonal pieces, but there are actually no diagonal connections. Everything is straight across, vertical or horizontal. Let's start with the battery compartment. We're, this is level one we're going to put down here. The battery compartment you find it, it's pretty obvious it's got places for three AA batteries in it. They will be vertical when the unit is in its correct configuration. And the terminals that the little terminal points that we'll be snapping things onto should be going down the left side. With it in this orientation, you want to snap it down on the, the grid with the upper left terminal on B5. When it's mounted like this, it should pretty much come up to the right edge of the board and B567, C567, and D five six and seven will all be covered by the battery compartment. I won't in the future I won't go into that much detail, it's just to give you a description of you know how it works.
1: Alright. So I'll take the battery compartment here. And I will do as he says. Put the batteries vertically on the left hand side. And he said B. One, two, three, four, five. And he said that the top hole on the bottom of this battery compartment is going to go in the number five Slot that is going to put it on the right hand edge of the board. And a little nervous, but I'm going to snap this right in here. And there it is. It's right uh, lined up on the right side of the board. uh, Fits perfectly. Beautiful. Okay, let's see where we're going from here.
2: In general, I'll describe placement in terms of the upper left connection point. So, I mean the, the upper left most part of the component is B5. Then the, the the components, you know, will be squared on the grid and extend to the right and below that point. Next step into place a three-position terminal strip. Between A3 and A5, the next component is what I call the antenna and tuning module. It can be identified with the wire that's all wrapped all around. it. So unwrap the wire, and the proper configuration for this component will be with the wire down at the bottom, facing you, basically. And it, this goes in. An, uh, this part will go down in a vertical orientation. Um, and there'll be a row of three terminals down the right side when it's in the proper orientation and there's two buttons the push buttons on the unit that are actually for operation when we're operating it the bottom button will reset to the bottom of the band and the top button will step through the uh, various radio frequencies i think it does kind of basically a search this component goes in the very upper left corner of the board So it'll be the top two will be A1 and A2.
1: I am going to first grab the three-terminal strip that he mentioned and put it on here between A3 and A5. I think I'm understanding the grid concept here. I'm a little bit more confident. And there's only two of these connectors with three plugs on them, so I've got to unsnap them from each other because they're stacked. I've got to go up here to the top. The tuner's going to go on A1 and 2. So now I've just got to flip this little strip over, little plastic strip, so that the holes are lined up. A3, A4, A5. Slam this down. Just sets right on there. And I've already got my tuner antenna deal out here, and I've unwrapped the wire because I'm curious. Where did you go, little thing? There, there's the speaker. There, spread things out a little bit too far. So it's gonna go vertically with the button on top and the the holes, there's a bunch of holes underneath this. But the snap things are actually on the right-hand side, and the wire is coming out of it facing down on the left-hand side, it would appear. So I think he said that the this would be in A1 and A2 for the top terminals. And that looks right, so I'm going to snap it right in here. We'll just keep moving forward and we'll see if this radio ever turns on.
2: I don't know what to call this next component. I think it's probably an amplifier module. It has a square box on it and five terminals, three down the left side and one in the upper right and one in the upper, one in the upper right and one in the lower right uh, when it's in the proper configuration. And it will be installed in that configuration with the top of it on B3 and B4. That's Baker 3 and Baker 4.
1: There it is. Looking for something with a square box on top. Oh, that wasn't hard to find at all. Wondering if that box would contain the chip that powers the radio, the integrated circuit can't really see what the component looks like because it just looks like a piece of plastic with a box on top of it. How fun is that? It's not, but that's okay. Um, and there are actually some dots on top of that, so I'm assuming that something might clip on over the top of it in another layer. Kind of amazing how they've made these things to all work together, but I've completely forgotten where this is supposed to go. So I'm going back.
2: With the top of it on B3 and B4. That's Baker 3 and Baker 4.
1: The tuners on the left covering up B1. And this is where it gets a little bit trickier because you can't always see, count the uh, dots when you put something on top of them. But I remember that that terminal strip started at A3, so B3 has got to be right below it. So he said the left side would be in B3, 4, and 5. That looks that looks right. So I'm gonna plop it on here and that the top one would go on beef four. So it is now snapped on there. It looks sturdy. They don't always click or anything, but when it doesn't move and when everything looks like it's in the right place, it probably is. So this is right this little amplifier thing is right next to the battery compartment. Moving
2: on, I guess. The last component, that major component on level 1, is the speaker. And it's installed at the bottom uh, and it will be clicked on to 2, 3, and 4 with the grill facing you.
1: Oh, this is a piece of cake here. E. So we've got A. B, C, D. E, F, G, H. Okay, sorry. It's kind of late at night. Losing my mind. And there it is. Beautiful thing. What do we got to do next, Frank?
2: I forgot to make them. It's pretty obvious. The terminal strips come all snapped together in little bricks which you have to snap apart before you can start assembly. And we're about finished with level one. But we do have to put in one leveling dot at B2. So we're going to level two.
1: Okay, and the dots there are one, two, three, four of these little dots that are all snapped together. But rather than taking a chance on losing them, I'm just leaving them snapped together until I need them. So I'm going to put this uh, leveling dot on. V2 is still open right next to the tuner, and oh uh, no, no, it uh, kind of fell onto the board, but I was able to pick it up. I have a nice cloth down on my desk to hold everything here. It's actually a placemat. B2. There's our dot. There we go. Moving on.
2: There are no components on level 2, only terminal strips. The, the last two uh, components, major components that you have, will be on level 3. So you want to connect a two terminal strip between A5 and B5. That's Baker 5.
1: get ahead of myself here so I'm just going to do that right now I've got five of these so a5 to b5 I just snapped one off b5 appears to be covered up by the battery compartment listen to that one more time I knew something like this would happen It is like a puzzle, you know? I think we're going to stop this recording and review where this battery compartment is supposed to go. It's possible that I placed it incorrectly. Well, after reviewing the instructions, the top left terminal of the battery compartment goes on B5, so I don't see a way to run a terminal strip between A5 and B5. I've have one lifeline at 1:30 in the morning and uh, his name is Frank Cuda so I believe I'm going to phone up a friend call Frank Cuda, Frank Cuda iPhone So I do appear to be at a standstill here I don't uh, see that I have much of a choice. If he gave me bad directions here, I'm, I'm not going to... I'm sorry, the person you were trying to reach has a voicemail box that has not... feel bad about waking him up. Alright, let's send him a message. Send a message to Frank Cuda iPhone. Mr. Frank, this is Mr. Reginald. I seem to have a problem in that... You're telling me to put a terminal strip from A5 to B5 to get to level 2. But the battery compartment is covering B5. What do I do? Question mark, question mark, question mark.
0: Reginald, i seem to have a
1: problem in that you're telling me to put a terminal strip from 85 to B5 to get to level 2. But the battery compartment is covering B5. What do I do? Ready to send it? Yes. Okay. It's sent. Well, I should go to bed now, but uh, I got a few other things to do around here, so we'll just wait for a response. So in discussing the battery
2: compartment. With it in this orientation you want to snap it down on the, the grid with the upper left terminal on B5.
1: And I have figured it out I believe we're going to try. The battery compartment has some snaps on top of it but they were in the wrong place which means that I must have oriented the battery compartment incorrectly in the first place. The batteries were vertical, but the batteries themselves are supposed to go down the right side with the snaps on the left. So now I can take the terminal strip and connect it from vertically from A5 to B5 So, you definitely got to put these components in right and for the snaps to be in the right places so you can follow the instructions correctly. So, I'm kind of glad he didn't answer because I would have looked like a dork. And I I still think he's going to be laughing at me tomorrow when he gets that message.
2: Another two-terminal strip between A4 and B4, that's Baker 4.
1: And let's see if that's gonna work. Break off another two terminal strip from the stack. And uh, I'll go A1 is covered by the tuner, A2, A3, A4 and B4. Now these, this actually works, but they're on level 1. However, that builds the level so that you can snap something to it. That was easy. What's next, Frank?
2: Another two terminal strip between A2 and A3.
1: I will never disbelieve you again, Frank. just say? Somebody tell me. A2 and A3, I believe, and those are open. I don't want to cause a short, so I will be checking that, but as you can see it snapped right on there beautifully. Let's go back.
2: A little strip between A2 and A3.
1: Alright, we got
2: that. A three terminal strip between C2 and E2.
1: Okay, hopefully I haven't uh, misplaced my three terminal strip. This is the last one. E2 is going to be on top of the speaker, C2. ...open, and it skips right over D2, so unless I was to put another dot there, there's no way for that to connect. Maybe it's not supposed to. Mine is not to reason why, it is only to connect. If I needed a dot on D2, so they could all three be connected together, I suppose he would have told me. So we'll just keep going.
2: A two terminal strip between D, that's dog four, and E4 that should connect to the the bottom part should be on the the right side of the speaker. Last thing on this uh, second level is a leveling terminal dot on C3, and a leveling dot on D3, and a leveling dot on D5.
1: And that's going to take care of the rest of my dots. So, C3, D3, and D5. I have to say them out loud or I'll forget. It's getting easier to find my way on this board, though. It's a little bit like Braille. And I'm not that mechanical. So, if this actually works, I am going to feel somewhat of a great sense of accomplishment I'm afraid.
2: So we're on to level three. The first component on level three is probably the most difficult one to install. It's the slide pot for volume control and it's the only triangular piece. The Proper orientation is with the longest side on the left and, and perfectly vertical, so that the pot will slide up and down vertically, not at an angle. And then there'll be a triangle. You know, it, it, it comes to a point on the right, and that will uh, click into the uh, adjoining column. So, and it's a little difficult to get into position, but everything should be in place for it to go. You have to kind of wiggle it around, but it will only go on one way. The top connection will be on. B2, that's Baker 2, that uh, actually is right on the leveling dot. The bottom connection will be on D2, that's Dog 2, and the right hand point will be over on another leveling dot which is on C3. This
1: part is very easy to identify. It's just got a slide volume control like he said, that slides vertically up and down, and if it's going to go on B2 and over to C2 for the triangle side, and you're just going to line it up vertically on the B row, there's three dots right here for it to slide right over. So Okay, that was A2. I gotta take it down one um, to B2. But there's still three snaps right in the right place where they should be. Kinda makes me nervous, like I'm getting kinda high up in the air here on the third level. I don't want to fall off and I don't want to break something. I never played with Legos as a kid or anything, you gotta understand, but I hear two clicks. I hear three clicks. The knobs going right up and down. It's totally secure. Went right on there. That really wasn't so bad, Frank. This is starting to look a little bit like a radio. It's got the antenna, the battery, the little amplifier box right here in the middle volume control and the tuning buttons and I think the only thing we got left is the uh, on and off switch for this thing I gotta dig through and see if I can dig up some AA batteries and it is battery by the way because that's spelled B-A-T-T-E-R-Y battery M-O-O-N. That spells, spells battery.
2: Okay. Here we go. So the last remaining component uh, major is, is the uh, on-off switch. And there's no way to know in which way is on and which way is off. So you just have to put it on and try it and if you don't like the configuration, pull it off, turn it around, put it on the other way. But it goes be- between D3 and D5. That's dog 3 and dog 5. The right hand connection should come out right there at the lower right corner of the battery compartment.
1: Well, my little bag of parts is empty now. And, uh, I've got this thing that looks like a power switch. And, uh, hmm. I think I want the power switch to be at the bottom of the block of plastic since it's not right in the middle. Okay, now the switch is at the bottom. It's right above the speaker. Um... The speaker doesn't really get in the way. Nobody said it's necessarily supposed to be pretty. To me, it looks like it's all together here. I've got no, nope. Oh, it's a little scary. There's there's one terminal strip left. Oh no. Oh, I didn't do the one for the... Did I do the one for both sides of the speaker? Yeah. Yeah, because that's underneath. Why do I have a terminal strip left? Help! Ah, help! Yeah, these terminal strips now are running underneath the things that I've put over the top of them. That is quite interesting. Um, let's just see if we're supposed to be done. I don't think I'm supposed to have anything left over. It's been quite the adventure.
2: And it can be a little tricky to get in there because it just perfectly fits back in there horizontally behind the speaker. But once you wiggle around and snap it down over those three points, it should fit perfectly. We are on to level four and there's only one component left. If you've done this correctly you have a two terminal uh, strip and it connects between Dog 2, D2, the bottom of the rheostat, and D3, Dog 3, the left hand of the power switch. And
1: let's do that. I feel so much better, Frank. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I'm getting silly. D2 and D3. D1, D2, I can connect between D1 and D2, did I not move this? Okay, I gotta go back, sorry guys, if you've listened this far, I'm hoping you're
2: in for the duration. We are on to level four. And there's only one component left. If you've done this correctly, you have a two terminal uh, strip and it connects between Dog2, D2, the bottom of the rheostat, and D3, Dog3, the left hand of the power switch.
1: Okay, I think the level 4 might be a thing that was throwing me here. The rheostat is the volume pot, and there is a snap on top of that. I wasn't looking in the right place. Great instructions, Frank. It would help if I listened better. Now I've lost my me, meat terminal strip. There it is. This is real, man. This is real. The struggle is real. Snapped right in there. Okay. Got any last words of wisdom for
2: us? you're ready to try it. Put in the batteries and put the power switch back and forth. And you should get a hiss or something. You hit the reset at the bottom uh, the bottom button on the uh, tuning unit. That will get you to the bottom of the band and then you can start hitting the upper button. To uh, And of course, if you don't hear anything, you've got the rheostat turned all the way down. So turn turn the volume pot up. Congratulations, you have the geekiest radio on the block. And if it doesn't work the first time, call me and I'll see if I can help you figure out what's wrong, 509-967-2658. That's it. So,
1: frank at cuta.net, and he means it. He will help you out, but we're not quite done yet. And actually, And we should do a time check so we know how long this took me. 2.17 a.m. 2.17. I believe we started at 1.12. So just over an hour. I had a couple of touch-and-go moments there, but I'm fairly confident that it's going to work. Okay, so after much uh, gnashing of teeth and everything else, I've been able to relocate. batteries without dismembering anything. So we're going to put these into the battery compartment. Negative goes against the spring. Most of you probably know that. And this is a nice accessible battery compartment that is marked the way that it's supposed to be. So I'm putting in the third one now. And the uh, switch is to the left right now. I'm push it to the right see what happens. This part always makes me nervous. Hmm. Well, we got something. I need to find the tuner over here. This is almost turned all the way down. Okay. and turn it up, but it's doing something. So now we'll do the, uh, touching the
0: little the oh. place of your it
1: works Is it okay to interrupt the prayer? (laughs) I'm trying to find the um, tuner buttons. Okay, so we went to the bottom of the band. I want to see if we can get NPR.
2: That sounds
1: good. much more than about a third of the way up, but it sounds really nice. I'm gonna put this up in my lab, maybe find a clear box to put it in. This is really cool. I I don't care if it was simplified. I, I made a radio, my project for the night goodbye to all
0: this podcast was made in association with Washington Council of the Blind's Newsline publication you can contact us at the WCB Newsline at gmail.com thank you for listening Credit for this production goes to podcast producer Zach Hertz, editors Heather Mears and Reginald George, and we'd like to extend a thank you to Kevin McLeod at incomputech.com for his use of the song Life of Riley. Thank you so much for listening and tune in for our next episode or check out previous episodes. Thank you so much for listening. We would like to extend a thank you to the following artists. Kevin MacLeod at Incomputech.com Brian Teo at FreePD.com and Raphael Crux at FreePD.com Alright, in order of listening Hyper Fun performed by Kevin MacLeod at Incomputech.com licensed under Creative Commons by Attribute 3.0 The Celebrated Minuet by Raphael Crux at FreePD.com Licensed under Creative Commons by Attribute 3.0. The Maple Leaf Rag, performed by Kevin MacLeod, at Encomputech.com. Licensed under Creative Commons by Attribute 3.0. The Entertainer, Kevin MacLeod at Incomputech.com. Licensed under Creative Commons by Attribute 3.0. Slice of Life by Brian Teo. FreePD.com License under Creative Commons by Attribute 3.0 Music Drop by Brian Teo at FreePD.com License under Creative Commons by Attribute 3.0 Waka Waka by Brian Teo at FreePD.com License under Creative Commons by Attribute 3.0 Winner by Kevin McLeod at Incomputech.com, licensed under Creative Commons by Attribute 3.0. Sneaky Adventure, by Kevin McLeod at Incomputech.com, licensed under Creative Commons by Attribute 3.0. Celebrated Minuet, for Piano, by Raphael Crux at Freepd.com, licensed under Creative Commons by Attribute 3.0. Fretless by Kevin MacLeod at Incomputech.com, licensed under Creative Commons by Attribute 3.0. The Curtain Rises by Kevin MacLeod at Incomputech.com, licensed under Creative Commons by Attribute 3.0. Pam Gia by Kevin MacLeod at Incomputech.com, licensed under Creative Commons by Attribute 3.0. Happy Whistling Ukulele! by Raphael Crux. Licensed under Creative Commons by Attribute 3.0. That is all the credits and we really appreciate these artists for allowing us to use their music. Please go visit their websites and check them out. Thank you for listening.